Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, a look at how Republicans are dealing with the McConnell-Scott feud. Number two, the latest on same-sex marriage legislation in the Senate. And number three, how House Republicans are preparing for the majority. All right, Jake, let's get to it. It is spicy in the Senate this week uh, between Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and NRSC Chairman Rick Scott. Of course, Rick Scott is the head of the Senate Republican Campaign Committee, uh, and they have been back and forth over the August recess through emissaries. Um, and now it's it, it's very interesting to see how everybody's kind of uh, trying to figure out how they're going to work together or not going into this last push for the um, before the election. Yeah. Um, it, again, it's important to note here um, as we spend another day talking about um, the feud between Rick Scott and Mitch McConnell, it's important to note that this is incredibly rare again to have the NRSC chairman and the Senate Republican leader feuding over politics, policy, messaging, uh, you know, 60 something days, 62 days, I believe, before Election Day. Um, just to refresh everyone's memory, as we should try to do, McConnell uh, uh, cast doubt on re Republicans being able to take back the majority. Um, and uh, Rick Scott said people trashing Republican candidates is treasonous. Uh, Scott now, let's bring this back to the current here. Scott said he wasn't referring to McConnell. He was referring to anonymous Republicans that have been um, trashing uh, their, the, the Republican candidates. Not sure who those anonymous Republicans are. Um, Why do you need to be anonymous when they're saying it with yeah, their names McConnell attached said to it? it. Uh, McConnell, I mean, McConnell just said, you know, it's it's all it's all about candidate quality and which is why they might not win the majority. Uh, you don't have to be. Uh, you know, Einstein here to understand that there are a bunch of states in which Republicans believe they have less than uh, optimal candidates. And the question is whether the political environment, although which is improving for Democrats, I mean, it's not it's not getting better for Republicans. It's getting better for Democrats. But it, the question is whether inflation uh, and just all of the 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 sourness of the economy is good for the geo is good is enough for the GOP to take back the majority. Now, don't know the answer to that. Neither do you, Anna. Uh, we know the answer to a lot of things. That is not one of those things. Um, you know, and, and so yesterday, um, McConnell and his leadership team met. A bunch of Republicans praised SLF, the Senate Leadership Fund, the Super PAC, that um, is that is the McConnell endorsed and blessed Super PAC. Um, uh, during a meeting on uh, in the Capitol on Tuesday night, there's always let's let's just pause on that for a second. There's always tension between the super PAC world and the official world. Um, uh, so I, I thought that was interesting. Anna, what did you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what's interesting is obviously everybody's been gone for a month back home. They come here. Republican senators are being pressed. You know, it's not just McConnell and Scott about how they think about each other, but I mean, we certainly had some coverage throughout the week uh, or throughout the day, as well as many other reporters, kind of uh, you know, repeatedly asking senators what they thought about this this fight and the and the pressure that it is. I mean, the the biggest I, I think when you zoom out from this, the thing that's so important is, you know, 
62 days before the election, you clearly have some veteran GOP operatives and I think even lawmakers behind the scenes, you know, kind of laying out the case that Republicans are are going to fall short of taking back the majority and trying to cast blame now instead of afterward about what actually happened. And the fact that the NRSC, I mean, has just been in terms of how that spent its money and the fact that it's not going to potentially be able to fund a lot of this, the last minute kind of, you know, typical things that it does uh, to get out the vote, to, to do all kinds of things. It, the, the postmortem feels like it's happening, but even before the election's taking place. I, I want to just, just dwell on that for a second. I mean, because this story that this morning in uh, on CNN by uh, Manu Raju and Alex Rogers is is quite is quite just just gobsmacking to me. Um, I'm gonna truncate these three paragraphs and not quote them, but just summarize them because everyone should go read the story, which we linked to the newsletter. Republican senators are now having to to make up themselves for the the shortfall at the NRSC and help candidates who need resources down the line. Uh, a fear among Republicans is that the NRSC won't be able to fund its part of the tar- to t- uh, of a program that targets voters with direct mail and tries to get them out to the ballot box in key battleground states, which Republicans spent tens of millions of dollars doing in the 2020 cycle. Hard stop. I mean, that's bad. <laughs> that's ba- that's that's not good. I mean, uh, you know, the Republicans have been have been um, there. There's like. And there's an anonymous quote in the story this morning, in the CNN story, about uh, and I, I I think a lot of people who are reading this will have a very good idea who this is if they are in Washington. Um, and this is what the quote says: They were handed a rare, custom-built, one-of-a-kind Ferrari that took ten years to build, and they dropped the hammer and drove it right into a brick wall. Um, so they're basically the basic gist here is that they had there is there is a um, a uh, formula here to win the majority and to be successful at the NRSC. And that formula is being, um, uh, is being thrown out the window in favor of other formulas. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I mean, listen, I I think that I want to make two points here though. I think the other point is that there's been some frustration for a while that, you know, not only is he, is, is Scott and his team kind of thrown out the formula that has worked for, for Republicans or that they believe works for Republicans, but he's also the the other criticism, which doesn't get a lot of politicians far, is that he's been using the NRSC to just amplify himself and his own own political aspirations, right? Cutting an ad that he was that he was featured in. I mean, things that just traditionally the chair of the Republican, you know, Senate senatorial committee doesn't do, right? It's not about being the actual leader. It's about the kind of behind the scenes work of fundraising, a lot of the less, you know, glamorous things that come in terms of get out the vote, all of those things. But when you take this kind of, you know, all of these points that we've talked about now this morning, and then you add in the larger political headwinds that Republicans are now facing, which we detail in the newsletter this morning, whether it's this bombshell story in the Post talking about the fact that Trump had uh, nuclear secrets, uh, you know, top top secret U.S. Op- about top secret U.S. operations. Um, at Mar-a-Lago, when you look at the kind of the post-Dobbs abortion world, um, this is just you know they're they're fighting and what has really turned into a, a tough 
possibly political situation. And this is just adding a lot of salt to the wound. Yeah, I mean, there's I I, I struggle to find one you know be, besides the conventional wisdom stuff, right? Which is the um the the fact that they should win seats. Should is not you know is not much right like should is just should okay they should so i have struggled to find anything good going on right now for republicans i mean so today is september 7th 62 days before the election what are Repu- what are republican senators going to be asked about in the capitol today why donald trump was was hoarding nuclear secrets in his in his country club in florida like why like what is he doing and that is what Republicans are going to spend the day talking about. They're going to have a press conference today, a news conference after their party lunch, and they're going to be asked about a feud between two of the top Republicans, and they're going to be asked about whether Donald Trump was right in in hoarding nuclear secrets into his country club in Florida. Like, not great. And don't blame the media. We didn't we didn't make Rick Scott and Donald Trump and 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 uh, Mitch McConnell feud. We didn't make Donald Trump bring nuclear secrets to his country club. But now that they have, it's a story. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, we t- broke the news yesterday that Democratic leaders in the Senate were considering Attaching the same-sex marriage uh, legislation to the um, government funding bill this month, and now we see a lot of the backlash on that possible strategy with uh, leaders on that issue, um, both Republicans and Democrats, uh, who are supportive of a same-sex marriage bill codifying same-sex marriage, uh, saying that that is not what is the preferred strategy. And that's everybody, Jake, from Senator Tammy Baldwin to other Republicans like Senator Rob Portman, Tom Tillis, uh, you know, even saying that attaching the proposal to a CDR would be a quote-unquote non-starter. Uh, seems like this has uh, gotten off to a very rough start uh, in, in terms of the, the ability to kind of not do a separate standalone bill on this and try to attach it to this must-pass legislation. So... Here's the thing. Republicans and Democrats have different reasons to uh, from for opposing this. Democrats uh, want a straight up and down vote. They think they could win it. Republicans um, want a clean CR um, and uh, they they think it's I mean, there's a ton of reasons why they don't want it. Republican appropriators are just going to want a clean CR because it's just going to be easier for them to get through. And they want they don't like policies attached to the CR. Now, (laughs) I maintain that it's probably the easiest way to get it through. Um, I, I don't feel strongly about that, to be honest with you. Like, that's just my gut right now. I don't have a great sense of the opposition. Um, again, you need 10 Republicans at this point to get this through. You need 10 Republicans. And, and maybe if it does become a little bit tougher of a vote uh, in the weeks leading up. I mean, we are now in the weeks, the many weeks, but the weeks leading up to the election, the months leading up to the election. I don't know how it's going to break down. I mean, last our last count, there were six or seven Republicans who had um, uh, said they could vote for this somewhere in that range. Uh, Rob Portman, the Republican from Ohio, who is kind of the lead Republican on this, says he wants this to be voted on separately. We'll have to see how this how this uh, how this shakes out because it's it's it, it it's a little bit too complicated right now to make predictions, and I'm not entirely sure how this breaks down. 
All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Uh, Some interesting nuggets in this morning's AM newsletter uh, looking at how House Republicans with an eye at the majority are launching a professional training course for staffers uh, as well as unveiling their campaign season agenda in less in in about two weeks. Uh, Jake, I feel like this has been something that you and I have covered uh, in terms of uh, Republican leaders unveiling their message, broad strokes, uh, vision for America. And we see Kevin McCarthy looking to do just that once again. Not many new ideas. Um, uh, this is the the annual or the, I guess, biannual, semi-annual, but I guess it'd be every two years uh, time where uh, the Republicans lay out a bunch of aspirations, some of which they make, some of which they don't. Uh, this is a media event, uh, and it's an, I, I, I didn't write this in the newsletter. I thought about it last night, but it's kind of an opportunity for us to be able to keep track of what their promises are, what they what they what they actually stick to and what they don't, right? Because I remember, you know, I was looking back at the clips last night, and in 2010, we actually found that they did keep most of their promises, which was uh, they were quite lofty in 2010. Um, but in divided government, these are kind of easily easy to to keep to keep up, right? Because they don't have to pass the ha- the Senate; they don't have to get signed by the president. We don't know if it's going to be divided government. We frankly don't know if Republicans are going to take back the majority. But um, uh, you know, it it is. Uh, this will be in Pittsburgh on September nineteenth, and uh, you know, it's um, what's new is old, Anna. What's new is old. I was laughing at Twitter last night when Jackie Kucinich and I worked at Roll Call together and she was pulling out pull quotes from 2010. Of- I don't know if you saw this, but I, I included a I tweeted a photo of of uh, Sterling of John Boehner, Kevin McCarthy and Mike Pence in Sterling, Virginia, unro- unveiling that. Uh, what was it? Pledge to America in a lumber store. Tart Lumber was the name of the lumber store in Sterling, Virginia. Uh, which and McCarthy actually was very instrumental in that. That was 12 years ago, um, and uh, man, I think we just tend to give from both parties these kinds of "we'll do this, uh, trust us," you know, uh, pledges less credence than we did than we did perhaps a decade ago. All right. Uh, well, with that, just want to remind everybody, tomorrow we are going to be talking to Representative Buddy Carter, the Republican from Georgia, about the wide-ranging use of 5G technology and its impact on transportation. Um, and afterwards, we have a special in-person brown bag lunch with Jake, Brez, and Heather joining me on stage where we uh, take questions from our readers. This is usually something that we do virtually for our premium members only, but we're going to open it up to the public. We are excited about that, so hope to see you at Hawk and Dove tomorrow morning. With that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.